3FM Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on another gorgeous fall Saturday morning. It's a little uh, little brisk when I got in the car this morning, probably in the upper 50s, and uh, I love it. It feels great. It's the last week in October. It ought to be. Uh, it's starting the last week. Yeah. What's, when's Halloween? Is that on Sunday? Saturday or no, Sunday. It's a week from Sunday. Yeah. All right, week from tomorrow. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Did you go see Granny this morning? You're yes, sort of hit and miss on that, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we got a good show for you this morning. We've got a, a real good guest coming on at 11 o'clock, author and a former Grand National crew chief and car owner, Will Cronkite, who uh, Will's got a, a book out that he wrote. Actually, we had him on about this time last year when the, the book was first coming out, and it's called, uh, well, got a long title i'm gonna to have to look for it here something like i'm a nascar redneck or something like that but i can tell you it's doing real good because a couple of weeks ago every time i turned on the tv it seemed like he was on somebody's show he's been on dale Earnhardt's show uh his afternoon show and uh, he's done several radio interviews it is uh i was a nascar redneck so i was pretty close i think that's what i said i think it is and we learned something about his name this go round. Well, I've all my life I've called him Will Cronkite, like Walter Cronkite. It's Cronkite, and I discovered that this week, and I looked at the cover of his book, and it's got two R's in it. So I assume it, it, he would have corrected it if it yes, was wrong. I, I think they probably know what they're talking about. Will Cronkite will be on at eleven o'clock, and you course, said it wrong. I said Cronkite. That time you did. <laughs> Okay. Well, I might mess it up again for <laughs> I know I will. Um, just don't call him Will. A whole lot easier. Um, and, of course, we'll have Deb Williams at a 1040, and we will have Alan Hill to tell us what's going on locally at 1020. And we had uh, some racing last weekend. I don't remember anything uh, real outstanding about it other than uh, the Deb win. Yes, she did. Does that put her in a tie for first? Or? Yep. That puts her second. Second. She's, she's, she's got two wins now. Two. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's keep her there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give her first pick again, but, well, I don't know if I will or not. If you keep picking Larson, you might just waltz away with this thing because uh, she picked Larson with the first pick last week, and she was the winner. And uh, it just dawned on me. I didn't uh, – I usually try to congratulate the winner right after they win, but I was in transit. I was coming back from uh, the ring ceremony in right. Columbia, so I couldn't – I mean, I guess I could have called her, but I didn't. I was driving. I was listening on uh, 
on the radio. To well, it. the most interesting thing to me in racing this week, and I may be jumping the gun a little bit here. Go ahead, jump. Was it. Verstappen and Hamilton. Well, Alan was telling us a little bit about that, so uh, give us a quick Formula One uh, update there. Well, Formula One is coming to the United States this weekend yep. at, in Texas. At, and, uh, the circuit of the Americas. Formula One racing, yeah. Yep, and I was watching a little bit of uh, practice yesterday, and uh, Verstappen was having a hard time getting in a good, clean lap, especially on his soft tires and stuff. But uh, he gets out there, and here comes Hamilton up on him and kind of, you know, runs him like they racing. I mean, uh, it's just a practice session. And once he gets by him, Verstappen comes over the radio, and they have it in-car camera with him looking out the front. And he says a few bleeps, bleeps. I don't know how, <laughs> don't know how you bleep, bleep. And for some reason, his middle finger come up. <laughs> yeah, the the one-finger salute. Yeah, the one-finger salute come up, and I don't know how. You know. Alan, I think that's an international sign of friendship. <laughs> But it, it could make for an interesting race tomorrow in Texas. Well, I know one fellow that wouldn't do the international science salute, and that was Tim Richmond after he gave it to David Pearson. Well, I've seen it given to quite a few people. Uh, David Pearson. I have even, a, in my life, upon occasion, well, saluted someone myself that way. I think Tim Richmond come down pit road and give it to David Pearson. And David just followed him to Tim's pits. And uh, David parked his car right there behind his car and got out and walked up to him and said, You've got a problem, and I'm here to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something about that one-finger salute, you know, I mean. But uh, they're going to have some more practice today and qualifying. Then we're going to have the race uh, Sunday at 1.30. So uh, yep. on, on, I think it's on ABC. So. Uh, it, I've got all those times and things for you, so like, heck, I'll just jump right to it here. It is uh, Sunday at, um, you're right, 1.30, and that is on ABC at the circuit of the america so here we are your 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 uh, source for formula one uh information <laughs> oh, oh i love i love watching them yesterday because they had a pit reporter he was going all the way down to the corners and stuff like that and they had some cameras set up to where they was watching them cars go through them corners and you could see just a grip of them tires yeah that racetrack and i mean it's just uh i ain't gonna say unbelievable but Whenever I'm dirt track racing, I just don't even think about the stuff that you're thinking about that I, way. I got I got to make a comment here, and this is just about us in general and, and the show, because I think we've got a great show and we're winding down for the year. But to have a, a champion dirt tracker like Mike, like Alan Hill talking about Formula One, I mean, you know, I'm just, well, I'm just saying that that's like two opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't know if it's opposite ends, but they're one's on one end and one's on the other. And for for Alan to have so much interest, as I've always had, you know, in Formula One, I think it's great because it's great racing. Well, the way I'm looking at it, if I can just take a little bit of that beat in my dirt car, I'm going to get a whole lot faster. Just, <laughs> just get Danny one of those steering wheels where he pushes a button to get a drink. That's all I want. Oh, and they only cost what a million bucks, uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, while we're on the subject, uh, did a few more parts get put together this week, or is it? Yes, they did, and a few more things is coming together. Well, I mean, uh, but for next year, for next year, we're not going to get it on the track this year. Uh, no. Okay. Not this year. Now let me just ask you this. Um, that's great. I'm really hoping you'll get it together and run some next year. But will y'all do any kind of? Are you allowed to do any off-season practice? Like during the winter, can you go to 
rent Cherokee for an afternoon, or you and some other uh, teams you, rent it? Or? You can, but it really don't pay you nothing. I mean, between them not watering the race It's not prepared. Uh, it's, not, it's not like asphalt. Okay. Asphalt. Well, now, let me ask you this in that same vein. How early do you know any rule changes that you, before you put you, it together? That's just it. I mean, I'm sitting here reading between the lines. I can see what's coming, and I've done told them that uh, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of holding off, but I can read between the lines because we've had a driver that's got barred from one racetrack. He's coming over to this racetrack, and he's got some things on his car that we're not allowed to do right now. I can see that they're going to change the rules just to be able to let him come run with us. You got any names to put on that? Uh, yeah. Who? Wally Fowler. Wally? <laughs> well, hey, we're running out of year to have Wally on, and I'd still uh, squeeze I'd, him in. I'd, try, I'd leave us, I'd leave it alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they say, and I've heard this several times, in fact, I, I listen to Colin Cowherd every day can't stand about half the things he says but he's interesting and he's knowledgeable and he's got an opinion but he talks and he's absolutely correct uh the smart people they call it that they can see around the corner well you're looking around the corner on this and i'm I'm proud of you i'm already looking to see it's coming and i might as well just go ahead and jump the gun i mean well you uh go back down where was it newberry where you found his carburetor sitting on the table no it's a long way from (laughs) Okay, well, about the biggest thing that happened with, uh, unless I'm missing something, and like I said, I listened to it on MRN, so I didn't hear, I didn't watch the cup race, but uh, Kyle Larson was the winner, William Byron was second, Christopher Bell third, Brad Keselowski fourth, and Kevin Harvick fifth, who didn't win again. Uh, Let's not forget to ask Deb about Keselowski, if uh, he's sort of getting the the cold shoulder, and because he's, you know, he's still in it, but... um, uh, the big thing I saw, and I, I didn't get in the car soon enough to see it, so when I got home, the first thing I did was back up the video to see the big crash. And it was mostly, uh, it was it was pretty pretty violent. How about we got there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like about nine or ten cars in it. Mostly cars in the back of the pack, mostly. But uh, there were some good cars in that crash, and Bubba Wallace, Kind of precipitated it in a he was in the middle of a of a three abreast. He ran out of talent. <laughs> well, it happens to everybody, I guess. Well, Bubba Bubba went from the the penthouse to the you know what house um, and took with him uh, Alex Bowman. Of course, he was already eliminated from the chase. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse, Ryan Newman, Ryan Priest, Justin Haley, Cody Ware, and Joey Gaze. I didn't get a chance to read what you sent me the other day, uh, uh, Ronnie. Did you read it? There's a team that looks like uh, might be that 51 team of the rare racing yeah. that wear racing that they're, they're, they're they haven't in, performed enough, and NASCAR can take their their. Uh, I think it said if you in three years in a row, if you finish in the bottom three of performance, yeah, they can pull your your charter. They'd have to compensate you, wouldn't they? I, did, I mean, those it, things it are worth millions. It didn't say that. Well, w- one that, way or the other. Write another question down for Deb. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have her all set up with questions before she gets on the show. But uh, yeah, I saw that and I glanced at it and I said, and it and it showed the performance, and they've been pathetic. I mean, they're just yeah. this side of a starting park, but I I think they're actually trying. But yeah. you know, that Rick Ware, he's got himself, he's got himself 
spread pretty thin because he's also doing indie with uh, Roman Groshan, who did okay. I think he got rookie of the year, as a matter of fact. No, I get Well, I don't know. I'll have to check that. And uh, and he's also doing the dabbling with the Daytona prototypes. So, um, you know, and he's got three cup teams. I don't know if he's got an Xfinity team or not, but maybe he's spreading himself too thin. But he did look like that 51, and that's his main number that he has on these cars. It looked like the 51 cup car uh, might be in jeopardy of losing its uh, charter, which would be pretty expensive. The only thing I really seen, another thing in the race last Sunday, is when the car caught on fire. Yeah. It looks like as much money as NASCAR can put in these air dryers and track dryers and stuff like that, that we can at least do a little bit better than a boy getting out of a truck, running back there, grabbing hold of a little bitty can and walking up there and going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's, uh, you need, you need to have a, a truck designated with a tank in the back of it, the guy sitting back there, and just as soon as that car crashes, they need to dispatch that truck on over there. And, and not wait for the flames to jump up. There you go. Be ready if they that do. That was Anthony yeah. Alfredo. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he sat in the car and, about, and you know as well as I do, until the, until the spotter can say, Hey, you on fire? You need to get out. Well, I think, I mean, and they did say that. Well, you sit, you sit closed up in these cars. Now. Yeah, they got these head things all around them and stuff like that. That once you crash, I mean, you sitting there going, "Well, until you see the fire, then you know it's till you, you know." Well, you know, everybody says those cars are bulletproof and you can't get hurt in one anymore, but that's baloney. Because, I mean, I think a fire could be what gets you if you were to get knocked loopy a little bit or or even unconscious, and you can't get out. <clears throat> I remember that wreck that I think it was uh, uh, Ryan Newman had at Talladega a few years ago. It took it, yeah. it took them 15 or 20 minutes to get him out because it was upside down. And I said at the time, and I think I said on this show, if that car had been on fire, that, that mm-hmm. would have been a whole different story. Absolutely. Let's uh, put that question to Mike Hilton and see if I can do something over the time. Okay. You know, two trucks, one sitting on the front straightaway, one sitting on the back straightaway. Bad wreck comes out. You need to tell these boys in the driver's meeting. You, you, when you hear caution, be prepared to see whatever you need to as far as rescue yeah. personnel coming out on the racetrack. You know. Well, they ought to send that one every time because uh, because that car, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe I'm thinking of another one, but a lot of times they come to a stop and then burst into flames. So, and it yeah. was it was trailing right down. The guy on the radio, on the back stretch, said or whatever turn or wherever it was, said it looked like a fuse. He said that flame came right down a trail of gas and went right to the car, and it was practically kaboom. Well, I, I think I think they still do it in Formula One. If you look at the back of the starting grid, which they come from a standing start, yeah. But they will have an emergency vehicle back there with a medical doctor in that car, and he will follow them cars, and he goes pretty good speed himself. Yeah. Until he has to get out of the way. He has to get out of the way. He pulls over somewhere and gets out of the way. He probably makes it close to a lap with him, but uh, yeah, you're right. So, well, there's a lot going on as the season winds down, and uh, we're going to cover it all for you the best we can. But let's take our first break and come back and. Uh, Alan, you're the one that always sits over there with the with the fountain pen and the notebook in your lap. So I hope you're writing down all these questions. We've got three already <laughs> for future guests. So uh, let's take a break. Come back. 
You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reed and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel. Located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Do you own a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years' experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PF Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union. Worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit upstatepropertysolutions.com. Consultations are free. And speaking of trouble being on the way, that usually means it's time for Alan Hill to give us the local results and uh, schedule for today and this weekend. Take it away, Alan. All right. We had a big Thunder Bomber Classic over at Traver Frist Speedway this past weekend, and uh, a lot of excitement went on over there. They had big, three big features over there. Uh, we're going to start off with the Thunder Bomber Futures. First place.
place went to Stetson Todd. Second went to Randy Cantrell. Third went to Travis Jamison. Fourth went to Deuce Miller. And fifth went to Joy Chastain. Supposed to have been a big, uh, probably about a 30-lap main event. And got four laps in. What happened? A time limit. Well, that was a pretty quick <laughs> race. A uh, time limit. <laughs> I guess Stetson Todd kind of liked it because... Uh, 90% of the time, he run around under caution, and they finally got said that we're going to throw the checkered flag next lap, boys. Uh, that kind of sounds like that Formula One race they had back there where they ran one lap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, congratulations to Stetson Todd. And uh, moving on to the pure stock division, first place went to Bradley Williams, second went to Dwayne Worley, third went to Kevin Nations, fourth went to Jason McGrew, fifth went to Max Sullivan. And now on to the big Thunder Bomber uh, Classic. $10,000 to win. A uh, lot of controversy in this deal. Uh -oh. First place got thrown out, so second moved up to first. So first now, place. Was this a protesting deal? No. Uh, for $10,000, they just said that they're automatically going to pull uh. the cars down. Mm -hmm. And uh, they start pulling cars down, and still more controversy going on middle of the week in this deal. But uh, declared the winner was Tyler Geis. Second place went to Steve Green. Third went to Ricky Bogan. Fourth went to Nick Walker. Fifth went to Brandon Satterfield. Like I said, first place, he kind of got thrown out and uh, moved up to Tyler Geis. Then uh, they take cam out of these cars, and you're supposed to have like a stock cam in these things, which most of them go find like a Z28 cam, you know, mm -hmm. kind of performance type cam, and uh, they take the cam out, and they go roll the cam. They got what to call a cam, they call it a cam doctor, but they clamp this cam down, they roll it, and they check the lobes on this thing. Right. Well, guess what? It rolled twice, and it was wrong mm. for Tyler guys. But, they, uh, Two people to call it wrong because it overrode what the specs were supposed to be. But whenever they called, they said that the cam was bent. Well, everybody knows you can't bend the cam. I was about to say I never heard cam, of a bent cam. Bent cam does not get bent. You got four. You got four bearings in your in your block, but this got to fit between, and you've only got four loads in between each one of them. So uh, no place for it to be bent. No place for it to be bent, but. Uh, from what I understand, that they called Comp Cam. Comp Cam said that they could not get no blanks anymore. That they was taking other cams off the shelf and regrinding them. Well, guess what? Whenever they looking at them, that they going to a, a O'Reilly's or something like that. Who says that their specs has got to be right exactly? So uh, O'Reilly's carries cams. Uh, yes. You can go. Well, that's where most of these boys is going to get. Is that right? Camps. And I mean, these cams are. These cams ain't but $75. Really? Yeah. I'd have thought that'd been a high-dollar no, piece. No, I mean, it's a, this, is, this is what we call Thunder Bomber. Okay. I mean, you're not supposed to spend a whole lot of money on these cars uh -huh. to be able to get, you know, to go racing. But you can but, win a bunch. But you can, But now, since we start to put a whole lot of money on the line, yeah. so now what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to go to O'Reilly's and start buying five, six cams, taking them over to the cam doctor? Or, and, and rolling it and seeing, picking out the best cam out yeah. of the five. They, they've got to put, they got to put some kind of tolerance in this deal. Right. I mean, that's, uh, but uh, they've been having a big, you know, 
I'm talking about if you was first place, you got thrown out. The other man come in, his camshaft was wrong. He didn't get thrown out. He got the ten thousand dollars. So uh, it's been it's been a lot of controversy going on. Now, if you were to buy five cams all from the same manufacturer, and I don't know the manufacturer, I, a name that comes in my mind is, seems like Crowder or something like Cams or Us. Cams or but I mean, are they that? Is there that much difference between them? These boys is running these 602 freight late model motors and stuff like that. I know one man, he goes up there and he buys five of the crate motors. They go back. They tear them all five apart. They put better valve springs in them, which goes from the rebuild kit that you can close that valve back up in that head. And then he pays to have all five motors dyno. And you usually get one or two that's better than all the rest. He keeps the best two, and then he sells the other three. Hmm. So, I mean, that's, uh, it's, uh, I ain't going to say it's getting back into whose ever pockets are the biggest. Uh, but it is. But it is. I mean, yeah. you, you sit there and you bring out this thing and say, boys, I'm going to bring out this 602 crate motor division. And the motors cost you $3,800, I think, right now. Well, the reason that the... Track motors doing it is to kind of hold the cost down. Well, mm. guess what? You holding the cost down, but he don't look at it that somebody's going to look over here and go, I'm going to buy five motors and I'm going to pick out my best two. And guess what? You having a hard time outrunning him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's getting down to a point of uh, just open it back up. Let us run. <laughs> let us run. Just let us run. That's what racing is all about, That's, isn't it? Running fast. Yep. If I can figure out a better way to run faster than you, good for me. That's that's, that's pretty much what it's getting to. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, but uh, also another one of our local racetracks, Carolina Speedway up there. Gastonia. Gastonia. They had King of the Carolinas. They had Thunder Bombers up there, too. First place went to Justin Fruitt. Second went to Isaiah Parker. Third went to Logan Sparks. In the pure stock division, first place went to Dylan Lacey. Second went to Shorty Lacey. Third went to Josh Robbins. Super Sportsman Division. He's won a bunch of races this year. I know of about 12 races he's won. And probably be at Cherokee Speedway tonight. That was Cade Langley. Second went to Brandon White. Third went to Josh Langley. In the Hornets Division, first place went to Christopher Meadows. Second went to Scott Collinger. Third went to Anthony Harris. And now the big Blue Ridge Lake models. First place went to Matthew Nance. Second went to Timbo Magnum. And third went to Scott Shirley. Okay. And now, tonight, you just asked me a little bit earlier, Higher Speedway's got the second, uh, had them last night. Tonight, they're going to have the mayhem of the monster trucks. Gates are going to open up at 4 p.m. They're going to have what to call a pit party at 5 p.m. And then the show starts at 7.30 so, uh, got little kids, you know, like these monster trucks. Best thing to do is take them to Harris, let them get right up there next to them because that's what the pit party's all about. The pit party, that sounds good. Uh, it sounds real good. Uh, also tonight, Cherokee Speedway. I haven't heard of this man before. They got the, what's it called, Tim Long Jr. Cash Money 100. This is Steel Block Bandits Late Models. Uh, going to pay them $10,000 to win. And also on the deal, they got four drivers for a chance at their uh, championship because kind of like NASCAR. 
come down here to the end. He's got four drivers, too. And they got a shot at a $15,000 payday. Wow. But the other 20 drivers, so that means he's going to be starting a 24-car field over there at Shirky Speedway in this deal. Uh, other 20 drivers have got a shot at the $10,000, and it pays $700 just to start this year. Wow, that's that's pretty good. Well, that is a pretty that's good deal. Good. That is a pretty good deal over there for people that don't realize what steel block bandits, late models is. You got your other late models like uh, Brandon Shepard and stuff like that. Uh, them boys run all aluminum late model blocks. I mean, but uh, our class is still on the the what we call steel blocks. But everybody knows that late models, they go to the all-aluminum blocks, so uh, they are uh, a whole lot faster. But they'll still put on a good show over there at Cherokee Speedway. Also, they got the Thunder Bomber Future paying $500. They got the Super Sportsman, which I told you Kay Langley will be down there. they paying them $1,000. Pure Street's going to be $700. Front-wheel drive $700. Gates will open at 3 p.m. this afternoon, drivers meeting at 6, so uh, starting off a little bit earlier, uh, just get all this racing in over at Cherokee Speedway, and uh, also uh, November 2nd, which we'll have another show between in, but I'd just like our viewers to know that uh, November 2nd, which is on a Tuesday night over at Cherokee Speedway, it is they're going to have a shrine race over there. Plus, it is a prelude. They call it this prelude to the finals because everybody knows that not this coming weekend, but the next weekend is the big dirt nationals up at Charlotte Motor Speedway right. uh, on their dirt track over there. So uh, Cherokee Speedway is going to let everybody kind of come on down here. You've got uh, what we call the big block modifieds and stuff like that. Them boys come from up north down here. So they come down here and kind of, Kind of take a week off and do a whole week of racing so they can actually get started off on Tuesday night at Cherokee Speedway. That's great. So, uh, that's pretty much what our uh, racing is going to be this past I mean, this weekend. Okay. And that's going to be Cherokee Speedway, and I know uh, Mr. Wilson will be there. Jimmy. No. Mr. Wilson. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> You're right. I, I, listened, I listened to the show last week. I think I listened to it on, on Wednesday, and I... Remember his name being Jimmy, but uh, we had a call, uh, a text just now from one of our loyal listeners. You may know her. Her name's Jada Tesnier. Yeah. Yeah. She says to pull the mic a little closer to you because you're getting static, and that's because I've got your mic turned up so high because you're so. What we did was I got. I think it's I, I got. Chair. I got. It is. I got Alan this real cushy chair. Because oh, because got, they would have had him sitting on a stool if I'd have left it like it was, and he's so comfortable and laid back over there. You got that I'm, mic stretched I'm, I'm, out all the way. I'm sitting here way too low. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sitting here out of shape, right? I didn't now. know I'm, you were I'm, that low down. I'm. I'm. Uh, well, I think if you scoot up a smidge and that mic's not stretched out all the way, it might be because I do. I had you turned up a little bit because you were uh, a little bit lower, but I think we'll be all right now. Okay. Thank you, Jada. Yep. Uh, you need to come in here every once in a while yourself. And the Lanny, Lanny had texted me. Did he? All right. And speaking of Lanny, Lanny, we uh, we appreciate that and all you do for us. Lanny maintains the Budmore Engineering website and our does our podcast that I listen to every week, about Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, he also does our Facebook page. And I tell Lanny each week who our guests are going to be, and he 
puts it on there so uh, all our loyal listeners can uh, know in advance whether they want to listen or not. But you should listen every week because every guest we have is good. And uh, I want to say while we're on the local stuff here, a special thanks to Chuck Piazza, who took me up to Gastonia with yeah, him. Tell us about your trip. It was great. He went. We went with uh, his son, who was uh, a coach at Boiling Springs. Uh, he looks like and sounds like a football coach, and uh, he probably has coached some football, but I think he said he did softball right now. And uh, And his son, which, of course, is Chuck's grandson, who uh, I believe he goes to upstate, but we um, we went up there and had a great time. It was good food. A lot of people, in fact, Will Cronkite, Cronkite who is going to be on the show, uh, that's where I sort of firmed up getting him on the show for today. But um, a lot of local legends were walking around, and I didn't recognize a lot of them. I didn't recognize hardly any of them, but uh, I tell you the about the youngest-looking one and the one that was uh, a lot of people wanted to talk to, and, and I talked to him for a little while myself, and that was Billy Scott. And Billy Scott looked like he could still climb in there and do it, and he uh, he was standing over there with Chuck Piazza and some other drivers. I, I wasn't over there at the time, but I guarantee you there were some good stories being told. Heck, when we were getting in the truck in front of the studio, Chuck and Alan got into it just talking about stories. And I said, man, we're not going to get up there to 3 o'clock. These two don't stop. But uh, they did. But we went up there and had a good time, good food, easy drive, easy drive back, especially since I wasn't uh, doing the driving. Chuck did. And uh, just a real, real good time. Sold a book to a guy named uh, J.J. Geis, who I was pleased to meet and made friends with on Facebook this week. And I don't do a lot of Facebook. But – uh he had all these models that he'd made of uh, old Grand National cars and, and local cars, and one of them was the white and gold number 27 of C.L. Pritchard, which was your dad's car. And um, I took a picture of it and sent it to uh, uh, Alan, and that was that was a good-looking car, and I was, I was glad to see that he uh, – I mean, it takes a lot of time to make one of those. And for him to make a model of that car, I figured he must have in his day been a big deal. My bro- I think my brother's got one of them cars, and uh, I don't know who made my brother's car, but uh, there's, there's two or three of them out there. As a matter of fact, Danny's got one of the 25T. Okay. And it looks just like that car. And oh, this guy, I mean, these are... They, mu- they detail. Well, they're, they're museum quality. Yes. I mean, if you wanted to put one in this... I don't know how they get the, the lettering in there with a little bitty paintbrush. Because they don't drink bourbon every night, I reckon. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But no, they do a great job on these things, and uh, um, uh, as, as Deputy Barney Fife would say, they're good enough to be in that Smith Brothers Museum up there in Washington. So uh, anyway, oh, we lost Thelma Lou this week. Did you know that? I saw that. Di- what was her name? Betty Lynn. Uh, Thelma. I yeah, I think her real name was Betty Lynn, and she made a bunch of movies back in the forties and fifties. But let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk to Deb Williams and. I hope we wrote down some of the questions because we had a we had a whole bunch of them for there a few minutes ago, but uh, let's take a break. Come back, talk to Deb. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. And good morning, Deb. How are you this morning? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How uh, about yourself? Well, I'm great because that's the first time your opening's worked in about a month. So, uh, <laughs> and we uh, that was especially because uh, Deb was our big winner last week. She picked 
uh, Kyle Larson, which is really going out on a limb, but uh, she had the first pick, and she picked him, and he won. And uh, so she's moved up into a, the big tie for second with, uh, let's see, Ronnie and you, Alan, have both got three, right? Yep. And everybody else has got two. Everybody got two. And we got how many races to go? About four? Uh, yep. Okay. Four. How Three. Many? Three. Okay. Well, Three. it's coming down to it. Everybody still mathematically uh, mathematically has a chance to win our championship with all the uh, honor that uh, it mm-hmm. bestows upon the winner, which is congratulations. <laughs> so anyway. I was going to say, which is bragging rights. Bragging rights. And uh, last year I shared it with the late, great Nelson Crozier, and I'm proud to say that I did. So, oh, that's uh, good. Um, Deb, uh we have come up with some questions here for you, unless, unless you – I want you to have plenty of time. I'm getting sick and tired of having to cut you off in the middle of your brilliant statements and, uh, and, <laughs> ins- and insight that you're giving us in the racing. But, you know, as I've said, ad nauseum, i I got I to stop you when I stop you. But anyway, right now we got 14 minutes. So, uh, uh, okay, but, well, let's go with the questions. Well, the first question, I can't remember the other ones. Do you remember them? But the first one I had was if uh, Brad Keselowski – in your opinion, now he's still hanging in there, and he's got a he's got a chance to to move up. Of course, he will the win, but is he getting the same information as uh, everybody else with Penske? Or I mean, it's only natural that maybe they're not telling him everything. I don't know if I'm wording it the right way, but on the other hand, you can't give up a chance when you got a car in the final eight not to go for the championship. So um, I respect Penske and his operation enough to want to believe that. Keselowski's getting everything he's got coming to him to win this championship. Yes, he is. And you have to remember that all of the information this year is irrelevant next year because of the next-gen car. So it's not like they're revealing any secrets or anything because everything that they're having this year is irrelevant next year. So there's no reason for him not to have everything and access to everything. And, of course, yeah, that's the way Roger is. He would uh, make sure that he had it, and, of course, they have their competition meetings and all that. But, like I said, everything that's this year is irrelevant next year because of the next-gen car. It's such a dramatic, drastic departure next year from what they have this year that you're not really giving up any secrets at all. Well, that's a great point, and I didn't think of that. So, uh, well, that makes sense. And I actually... Uh, I'm a, I drive a Ford, and I'm kind of a closet Ford guy because I was raised in the General Motors family, and I always picked Chase Elliott. But uh, I'd love to see him go out. He got the last championship for Dodge with Penske, and I'd like to see him win the last championship for Penske. It may be a long shot, but uh, I've always liked Keselowski. He won the last race for Spartanburg when uh, he was with Phoenix in that 09 Mikasuki car. So uh, I've just always kind of liked him. Well, you know, again, I go back to the TV show, The Renegades, The Bad Boys of NASCAR. And if you'll remember, in that TV show, I made the statement that I liked Brad because you always know where you stand with him. He always tells you exactly what he thinks uh, to your face. And I've always liked Brad. And, of course, you know, I, I remember his dad and his uncle and when they raced. So, to me, Brad wasn't the first Keselowski that I knew on the scene. So, I've always enjoyed and knowing the tough time that his parents had and how they 
had to mortgage their property and stuff to, to try to stay in business. And he has always respected that. I've always had a great deal of respect for Brad. I remember his dad, and I, I think, I, I know it was one of the last races they ever ran at Columbia Speedway when I was down there in college, and I went to it, and it was, it might have been a Grand National East race, but I think it was a Grand National race, but uh, his dad was on the pole, uh, or on the front row with Larry Bommel. I remember it was two uh, of the lesser knowns on the front row, but he used to go by the name of Ron K. I don't know if people didn't want to try to pronounce Keselowski or what, but I know the car had, it was an orange Dodge and it had Ron K on the roof and that's kind of what he went by. So I go back to the Ron K days myself. Well, they, you know, I remember back to when they were running the Permatex, when it was the Permatex 300 the day before the Daytona 500. So I believe it was Brad's uncle that was racing at that particular time. Yeah. What other questions do we have for, uh, what about charters? Yes, yeah, so we were reading in the paper, the uh, or in the paper, uh, Ronnie sent me a text the other day about, uh, it looked like one of Rick Ware's teams, maybe the 51 car, was, uh, was a, a low-performing team for three years in a row and, and had a, uh, was in jeopardy of maybe losing its charter. How, how does that work? I mean, would, if he lost a charter, I'd never heard of this before, but if he lost a charter would, and NASCAR took it, would, wouldn't they have to compensate them in some way or... How does that work? Because this is, this is something I hadn't heard of. No, the uh, rules are that in order to keep your charter, you have to be in a certain performing percentage, and you also have to attempt to enter and compete in all the races. So if you don't meet NASCAR's performance standards, you can lose your charter. Well, it looks like he may be in jeopardy of it, and uh, I know that... And, of course, the interesting thing, if I may interrupt just a No, minute, no, no, go ahead. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that one of the charters that Ware has was actually um, a Petty, uh, Richard Petty Motorsports charter. And when uh, Rick Ware had a press conference at Charlotte... He said he thought that charter might be going back to Richard Petty Motorsports because he thought they might be considering running a second car. So that was, of course, news to everybody. But the interesting thing about the charters, and then the current system goes through 2024, is, you know, all these owners and all were screaming and complaining, we want something that will give our, uh, you know, good monetary value to our teams. Well, of course, the teams, I mean, let's face it, the race teams are individual corporations. So this is a be careful what you wish for for you might get it situation because now they have these charters and they're finding out, Denny Hamlin has and, and Mike Bean's doing it with GMS Racing right now, you know, these teams that have had these charters, the ball's in their court when it comes to the price. And now they're finding out that there is a downside to this charter system because, you know, these teams can jack the prices up to whatever they want. And if you're willing to pay it, if you want a charter, that's what you're going to have to pay. Well, what if, so, what if they... Not all roses. What if they didn't perform up to what uh, NASCAR standards are at... 
does do I understand that correctly? That NASCAR can take the charter, and if they did that, what kind of compensation would they get? Would the the charter owner get? Uh, to my knowledge, no compensation because they didn't meet the performance requirements. Well, that'd be a shot in the pocketbook, wouldn't it? Well, you got to realize that initially, when the charter system was instituted. Those charters were given to those teams, so they didn't have to pay for those initial charters. Okay, well that's true. So they didn't have to the pay initial for the initial charters. charters, right? Yeah, yeah. But now so they, when they if, change hands, they're that, expensive. Well, yeah. yeah. So you know, if that team that's about to lose it was one of the initial charters, then they didn't have to pay for it, and NASCAR can come in and say, "Hey, you didn't meet the performance requirements that are outlined as part of your." keeping this charter and we're taking it back and it's going to a team that can meet the performance requirements. Yeah. Maybe Rick Ware's got himself spread too thin because he's in the IndyCar and the uh, IMSA with the WeatherTech Sports Car Series a little bit and uh, and three cup cars. So maybe he needs to... And a son in jail right now. And I'm sorry? I said in a son in jail right now. Um, what know the, about for that. For simple assault and assault on a female. He was arrested. Uh, Carson Ware was arrested by the Rowan County Sheriff's Department this past week and uh, placed under bond in the Rowan County Sheriff's Department and charged with uh, assault on a female and simple assault. And he has been indefinitely suspended by wow. NASCAR. Well, you know, that happened earlier with Eddie DeHunt, and he, he beat the rap. So, you know, who knows what's really... Yeah, but that wasn't an assault. Tra- well, that was a different situation. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's... And we the- also have the outstanding charge that's got a probable cause coming up on the um, NASCAR Cup director, too. Who is? Um, I knew you would ask that. <laughs> <laughs> what you brought... Think about yeah, it. I brought it up. You yeah, I know. I just happened. I just happened to be in the in the middle of fixing some high protein pancakes. Well, you know, uh, I, can, I can hear things sizzling and scratching around, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm not in Kansas. I'm I'm making some high protein pancakes. You're right making now. me hungry just listen, just interviewing <laughs> you. But uh, all right, well, let's we got down to about five minutes here, and this is when I get into the okay. danger zone. Let's get our picks in real quick, and Deb, uh, go ahead. You might as well go first again. Because I'm going to well, take, thank you. I'll take Elliot. So go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going with Martin Truex Jr. Oh, Ronnie, what is that going to do to your plans? Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, Alan. Uh, I think I'll go out on a limb and take Denny Hamlin. Wow. Okay. Uh, Greg has got D. Benedetto for the rest of the year, and I guess Jada. You took Hamlin. Yes. Well, who's Jada going to take? Greg uh, Keselowski. Okay, she's got Keselowski. we got a real jumble here. Um, Lanny, if you'll text me one in, it's probably Blaney, but text it to me anyway, and Ronnie. I'm going with a long shot with Harvick. Harvick, and nobody took the hottest driver on the circuit. How about that? Well, I don't know if Lightning is going to strike two weeks in a row for him. Well, it struck about seven times or eight times so far this year. So, uh, okay, Deb, um, this is your your time to. I'm gonna give you the last three and a half minutes. So, if you, what do you have that you can uh, share with us, and uh, I can cut you off uh, gently. <laughs> well, it's not as been a heavy a news week this week as it was last week. We're at Kansas. But 
But, uh, you know, the interesting thing you got to look at is Martinsville the week after Kansas, and I find it interesting since that's going to determine the top four that are going to go to Phoenix. And Phoenix, we got notified that Phoenix is a sellout. So if you don't have your ticket to Phoenix, then you're SOL. Well, and does that mean you you can't even sit on the hill with the rattlesnakes? Well, I guess you can. I, I really don't know if that includes Rattlesnake Mountain or not. But if you want to go sit up with the rattlesnakes, you can. Not no, me. Thanks. I'll sit on the but, couch um, with the cockroaches. You know, Spaniel. I think Martinsville is going to be extremely interesting because you have to remember the trucks have not raced since Talladega. Right. So they've had all this time off, and then they'll go to Martinsville, and that'll be um, Saturday, and so will the Xfinity race. And then we'll have Cup on Sunday. So. I think it's definitely going to be an interesting time at Martinsville, and particularly if we have a non-playoff driver win Sunday, which is a real possibility because, I mean, let's face it, Harvick's not a playoff driver. Right. Then it is really going to cause some tension going into Martinsville. I mean, we always see sparks fly there anyway. Right. But we're definitely going to see it at Martinsville if that happens. Wow. Yeah, and um, I hope it does almost because, uh, you know, I, I, chaos is uh, good to talk about. So, all right, Deb, well, uh, I think this is a good place we can uh, bid you farewell for the week and you uh, you eat your uh, high-protein pancakes and uh, <laughs> go mow the yard. Get Oh, mow the yard, all right, and uh, get ready for your trip to Martinsville next week. And uh, you're so knowledgeable, and we love having you on the show, and thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. That's Deb Williams, who is, Ronnie? The smartest woman I know. Smartest woman I know, too. Got a minute 40 left over. Wow. Um, He's no dummy. Lanny wants Larson. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, he has been given the red carpet to move into a a one-point lead with with two races to go. So uh, he's had a shot. I mean, you oh, can't, I, I'm you can't not going to say that, man. No, I, but we all did. But I haven't taken large. I mean, I've been, I've been with. Uh, I mean, I used to fight with uh, Nelson over Harvick, but then I got on the Chase bandwagon last year, and he won out practically, and uh, ended up getting into a tie. But uh, yep, Lanny wants Larson. So anyway, it's uh, we're coming down to uh, our. Uh, end of our championship and nascar's coming down with the end of theirs i will say that uh right now and we will touch on this and but we can pretty much wrap it up here larson has a 51 point win over blaney hamlin is third he's 59 points back and 60 points back is kyle bush right now the four out are chase elliott who's 68 points behind keselowski is 75 points behind uh, Martin Truex is 82 points behind, and Joey Logano is 103. He needs a win, and I'm thinking he might just get one. And nobody picked Kyle Busch either. And no. uh, you see what he had to say after the race uh, last Sunday. I mean, you know, the race kind of was on Channel 4, but then you had to swap it up right fast. He got out, and he said, when you can hold it wide open and it's still driving away from you, what else can I do? We'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Play here. Listen to Presbyterian College Athletics. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. 
A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster in Janney Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take that first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement. And you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slice. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. For immediate reactions and analysis, tune in to Victory Formation. Following Spartan High Football, we'll have final scores and breakdowns of all the games in Spartanburg County and surrounding areas each and every Friday night on Victory Formation, brought to you by Phillips & Law and Fuel of Chesney, right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board up service. Call the Kaposi Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glass Mart, helping your team win. Do you own a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PHUB Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PHUB Auto and Diesel 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union. Worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and around the world on the Listen In app. I know my son's maybe listening to the podcast or he will over there in Okinawa. So, uh, um, glad for everybody to join us this morning and welcome on Will Cronkite, who is one of the real, real friends of the show and, uh, proud to know Will, a grand national crew chief and author and car owner. Good morning, Will. Good morning, fellas. How are you today? We're doing great. Now you down in Greenwood looking for model a parts. Like you said, you were going to be, no, I've got a model a Enough Model A parts. A good friend of mine bought the balance of my stuff, and we're down here on his uh, plasma cutter cutting out some uh, bracketry for the uh, assembly tables we're going to use to build this Model A pickup on. Well, that sounds like a pretty big project there. You just you just can't stop building stuff, can you? <laughs> well, it, it seems to come easy for me, Perry. I, I enjoyed it. I, I've always enjoyed it ever since I was a young fella. Are you still looking for a Ford Torino to build? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm dreaming about. The worst thing that could happen to me was I find one. <laughs> well, we were at, we were at uh, Gastonia last week, and I tell you, uh, Will was sitting there with his table full of books and people buying them and coming up for autographs and pictures. And just about that time when I was talking to Will, Greg called, and I 
And I said, well, I'm standing here talking to Will Cronkite. And he said, uh, Will said, well, ask Greg if he's got a, a, a Torino somewhere because I hope he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't need another project, Perry. I've, I've gotten old enough and I've committed to this gentleman to build a couple Model A's and uh, he's attempting to do it for fine point judging. And I have some experience in that area. And he's he's about the best friend I got uh, um and I've committed to help him do that, and I think I'll stick to that project. It'll keep me busy for a number of years. Well, I know you're pretty busy as an author now. When we talked to you about this time last year, you were just – I think the book hadn't been out very long, uh, maybe a month or so, maybe yes, not sir, even that yeah. long. And and you, uh, you were uh, just getting started with this, but in a, a year later, I've seen you on uh, television with uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and uh, – uh, no telling how many radio shows and Sirius XM radio, and you're just uh, you're turning into a media darling here in, in less than a year. And um, so, how how has the how has it been promoting your book? And I know it's doing real well. It's a great book. It, it is doing well, Perry, and I, I appreciate you bringing it up. It's called "I Was a NASCAR Redneck," and and I'm certain most of my uh, buyers are friends of rednecks and i'm most appreciative <laughs> of that it's it's been very popular i've i've i'm closing in on 1200 books so far um That's great. The, the dale jr show was a was a big bite for me but I've, i'm i'm really happy i i posted on facebook that uh, it's been about six weeks since i've sold the the last book in my quest for selling a book in every state and i've done that i've sold the book in every state in the united states uh, six foreign countries and a dozen or so in Canada. Well, that's fantastic, Will, and uh, I'm I'm proud of you. I know Will called me up and asked me for some advice on uh, on uh, getting it published and everything. And I said, Well, I've got a publisher for you, and if you uh, it's a it's a whole different road. I'm not familiar with to to be self published, but uh, uh, you went that route, and I know it's a tough way to go because when I've written books, I just turn it over to McFarland and let them handle it, but you uh, you've done it all yourself. The shipping, the printing, and uh, that's just that's mind-boggling for me, knowing what it takes to get one out there. And, and you got a big, thick book. Well, it, it is, and that was I'm a little surprised. I tell you, very one of the things that surprises me more than anything is how many gentlemen uh, have bought the book and have told me they've read it twice. I actually had a gentleman, I think, two days ago on Facebook tell me he's started to read it for the third time and that's a uh, i'm just impressed beyond belief that, that it's that interesting to folks and well um, it, I, I appreciate that it is and i read it the first time straight through i mean it took me several evenings to do it and uh yes. but i've gone back and i've read i haven't read the whole thing through again but i've read several parts of it again and i tell you if you want to be inspired if you want to break down in tears i mean uh, you do the whole uh emotional uh spectrum when you read will's book and it's a it's a fantastic book and you're you're very deserving of all the praise that you're getting out of this well i, I appreciate that perry and, and you were an early inspiration for me i want to make you sure that you know how much i appreciate you doing that it did guide me to doing the publishing myself and the and having the printing done by the a company called 48 hours up in akron ohio and it's it's just it's just turned out i I didn't want to become an author or uh, become famous or wealthy. I just had been saying that I wanted to write a book. My wife says I've said that for 20 years, and 
the the inspiration for that was if you read the book i i kind of lost i did lose my family in ohio and i just wanted to get out of dodge and when i did i left town was gone for so many years i just wrote it sort of as a reminder to my family that uh what what i was doing i didn't go off and (laughs) i don't think i was a bum (laughs) but but they didn't know what i was doing i spent so many years working without staying in contact with them and and i have no uh children or, or family that'll pass on my tales and so i just wanted to record it and um in in a way to speak to my family and humpy wheeler got involved and encouraged me to expand it a little bit well, which contributed to the thickness of the book but uh humpy was very good to me in that regard i know you told me when you were writing it that you had so much information and so many stories and everything to tell did you get them all in there or is there going to be a redneck two coming out well, I, I don't think it can be a redneck too. There's uh, 68 stories in there, and they're they're sequential, um, but not not equally spaced. Some of the stuff is like when when I was a child. Other things, clearly, as I was an adult, and then some of the things are the cars that I built after that. So it's um, I, I have written maybe six stories since. There were four that I did not put in the book and four that I took out after I wrote it. Yeah, I know. So there are more stories, but it'd be hard to call it a Redneck 2 book. Yeah. Well, I, 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 if it's in you, go ahead and do it because uh, the first book was really, is really, really, really good, and I, I, I think a second one would uh, would go over just as well. Now, I, I heard a... A, a rumor or, a, or or something that you were on the radio or some show this week with Mike Hill. Is that true? Yes, sir. And he owned up to the fact that he had a younger brother named Alan. Who's sitting right here and behind the microphone. <laughs> I'm waiting on him to say something. But he's the one that told me this morning that he just got a, when we were getting ready for the show, he said, well, I just got a text from Mike. And uh, he said, I did a show with Will this week. Yes, sir. That was as fun a thing as I've done um, this it was a uh, hour and a half long show of uh, David Ham, and I, I I don't recall the name of his show, but he's got a, a I think a YouTube channel, and he talked to Mike and I, and his interest was the fact that he found out that I gave Mike his first job out of high school fifty years ago, and so Mike and I we've spoken reasonably recently, but not at any length, and so this the, sh- the show was just really fun for me uh, to reminisce with Mike and we were talking about some of the uh, times that we shared 50 years ago in, in disbelief it's been that long. Yep, I think that shop was up here off Asheville Highway next to that drive-in theater and uh, I drove up there one night and you was over in the office behind the big glass panel and Mike looked at me and he said, that's a smart man back there. I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty proud of Mike. He he turned into a fine gentleman, uh, an expert mechanic, and a superb crew chief. He spent a lot of time with Junior Johnson, and he's still out there doing it at a very high level. And we're uh we're on pins and needles for him to win a uh, an IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship here in a couple of weeks at uh, Road Atlanta. They're only 19 points out of a championship. It's very possible, and I'm wishing him luck, and, and they deserve it. I've been to their shop a time or two, and they do excellent work. I've, I'm very impressed with those cars. Uh, the stuff that Mike works on, in my opinion, is noticeably more uh, technically oriented than the NASCAR stuff. So I'm, um, I, I was 
I was very proud of Mike, still am, and, and I mentioned that to him on the show. He's a he's a good friend, and um, I've had a number of folks that kind of got their start with me that that turned out to be good, you know, participants in the NASCAR world, and I suspect I, I would say he's at the top of the list. He was, I'm very proud of what he's accomplished. Now, you worked with a lot of teams, or I don't know if it was a lot, but you worked with teams here in Spartanburg back uh, years ago yes, in the Grand National days, and I don't know all of them. I'd like for you to maybe name a few, but I, I know one of them, and that was Joe Frasson, who was a real good friend of mine, and I, I did one of the most hilarious chapters and and just an interesting that. chapter on him, uh, you know, in the Independence book I wrote, and uh, he I did, talked I about, about you. That. I did read about that. There's some questions in that book that I have for you the next time we sit down together. But, <laughs> okay. um, I, when, I, when I lost my family, my first deal was uh, I, I worked the 1970 uh, Indy 500 uh, for a team sponsored by two jacks out of Memphis, Tennessee. Howard Milliken had two cars for uh, Jigger Saroyce and um, uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the other gentleman, but one of the cars made the race, ran really, really well, finished on the lead lap, I think position eighth, and and then I ended up at Ray Nichols uh, when uh, Benny uh, uh, David Pearson from Spartanburg was driving that car. And then right. uh, Ronald Purrier took me with him to go to work for Benny Parsons in 72. And then in 73, I was in Spartanburg with, with Joe Frazone. And I think that's when uh, I, I hired uh, Mike. And then we from there, we went to Cecil Gordon in Horseshoe, North Carolina. And that's where Mike blossomed as a as a mechanic and a and a crew chief, and we were reminiscing about how th- that wasn't a high paying occupation. So we spent time together in a mobile home, and when we had time off, we'd go home and watch the Andy Griffith show and and eat uh, uh, <laughs> beanie weenies and crackers. <laughs> well, I think I did that last night watching the Andy Griffith show. So some things stay the same. Yes, sir. The high high living, high high standards. There, we were high on the hog. I I know that on your, uh, uh, I've very proudly got sitting on my desk something that I think it was the first time I ever met you, and it was up at Hillsboro. You gave me a yep. copy of uh, the the large uh, diecast um, of uh, your car that you bought from Bud Moore, and the number ninety six Cardinal tractor car that you built uh, for uh, Dale Earnhardt junior uh, no senior and uh just yes, had had some pretty good success with it and i was looking at your stats last night and you uh had a real good run that year on the fourth of july at daytona with a seventh place yes sir that was his first top 10 in nascar and, and i in in my book i allude to the fact that it was my opinion that that was the race that got dale uh started in his successful career in nascar because we it was a good car to start with uh, Greg's Greg's daddy just really treated us well. When we got that car, he he had the right springs in it, the right gear in it for Charlotte. It was a special gear, and he put it in that car. He had the good heads, and we had a really really good motor. And I was proud of how we did at Charlotte. But when we got to Daytona, we were just right. You know, there's days that you're on and days that you're not, and we were. We were dead on that day. We gave him some good pit stops. And uh, towards the end of the race, I, I think we were a lap down, but we were running with the top four cars. We weren't leading them at the time, but we were running with them in the tail end of them, and the caution came out. And 
I think we had a couple a dozen laps or so to go, and I know the top three or four cars were going to get four tires, so we pitted. We just put two right sides and enough gas to finish the race, and he got out ahead of them, and, and of course, they caught him, but it took them four or five, maybe six laps to get around Dale. He drove them hard. He gave them everything they could stand to chew on, but he drove them right. He drove them decent. No no shenanigans, no ugliness. He made them pass him, and, and I, 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 I'm just convinced. We finished seventh, but I'm just convinced he was so, uh, it was so clear that he was talented that Osterlin picked him up, and it, I guess that's the rest of the, everybody knows the rest of the story. Well, he went straight from your car to Osterlin's car, right? He did. Um, we had a commitment for five races, and, and before the fifth race, Dale called and said that Osterlin had hired, wanted to hire him next year, wanted to know if it'd be okay, and and he was nice about asking, but it was it was clear he was going to go. I didn't I didn't have anything to offer him that compared with what Osterlin had. So I, I couldn't argue that he couldn't go. And I, I guess that really wasn't the question. The question was, he they wanted him to race one race in his car before he ran for rookie next year, and he'd already run uh, five, four races. So if he ran the fifth race, he would not be eligible for rookie of the year if he drove one race in 78 for uh, Osterlin. So we, we agreed, and... Baxter Price started the car at the National 500 in 78, and then, but, but Dale got in at the first caution and finished that race. So he, he honored his word to me the best he could to run five races for me. Uh, I, I tried to do my best in, in giving him the opportunity to not overstep his ability to run for Rookie of the Year in 79. And um, I, I'm, in, in hindsight, that was clearly one of the highlights of my career. Uh, I've got to mention that uh, my brother, uh, Smoke, we call him, his name, Smokey Wood, uh, lives in <laughs> Charlotte on the south side of town down near Pineville. And he sent me a picture about two weeks ago of him and a guy. And he said, who, you know, recognize this guy? And I said, I really don't, Smoke. Who is that? And it was Baxter Price. And they go to church together. And uh, they're, to this day, really good friends down in. Hey, good, good. Well, that, I owe Baxter a bit of gratitude. He was very good to us that day. Well, I'm looking at the rundown of that race, and uh, y'all finished three, if this is accurate, y'all finished three laps behind, but uh, Pearson and uh, Pearson won it, driving for the Wood Brothers. Kelly Yarbrough was second on the lead lap, and then behind that, in third place, uh, two laps, I mean, one lap back was uh, Waltrip and Richard Petty, and um, uh, two laps back were Lenny Pond and Dave Marcus, and then y'all were seventh, so I'd say you're in some pretty good company. Also on the lead lap with you was uh, was uh, was Bill Elliott and Farrell Harris. So y'all uh, y'all did pretty good that day and and finished right there with the uh, with the top names. Well, we we were pleased that day. We were we were all new, but in all seriousness, I I go out of my way to thank Bud Moore and and Greg and the boys for they gave us a good ride. They had the option, I guess, to to buy to sell that car, whatever you know, whatever condition they did, but they chose to treat me just extremely well. Uh, I, I just got a top grade car with all the, uh, appropriate accruements for, to go fast and, and Dale could do it. And I'm, I'm forever indebted to the Bud Moore and his crew for how they treated me as well. I'm, I'm fortunate that I've 
accumulated more friends in NASCAR than than probably any one person is entitled to. Well, and you guys are amongst them. I appreciate well, I, what uh, you and Greg have done for me on your show over the years. Greg's not here today, but that. but he'll be back. Uh, but I, I appreciate that. And uh, as a as a final touch on Earnhardt, all he did was the next year win the seventy nine Rookie of the Year for <laughs> Osterlin. And uh, only thing you could do to follow that up, I guess, would be a championship, and he did that too in nineteen eighty. So, uh, I mean, yeah. if he had a launching pad. Uh, I'd have to give you the credit for it, and uh, it was in the 96. That was a beautiful car, and I, I would imagine that car uh, won a – I mean, Bud was winning uh, Talladega just about every time he showed up down there, so I would imagine that was a winning Talladega car. I was under the impression that car only ran four times and won twice. Well, that's not bad. It was a bad. six-way car, no doubt about it. It was done nice. Uh, I know you don't still have it, but I bet you wish you do. I, I did, yeah, it, yes. I would take that on as a project if I had the original car, but I, I know the history of the car, and it got tore up really, really bad, and it's unrepairable. Well, well, I hate to hear that. So, Well, but, me too. I would have loved to have that. I would have loved to have had that car. Well, um, it's just a pleasure to have you on the show. We've already kept you five minutes longer than we apportioned for this section of the show, but... I hope to see you at a lot of places down the road and on television and doing other interviews. And I, I just feel so lucky to that I can call you my friend. And I, I appreciate you coming on our show this morning. Anytime, Perry. You've been kind to me, and I, I'm I'm happy to help you any way I can. You be sure and tell Greg and Alan I said hello to them, bud. I sure will. And uh, you come on anytime. Anytime you got something you want to talk about, heck, you call us up. We'll put you on live. <laughs> we'll make a spot for you. All right, Perry. I appreciate it, young man. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. And that's uh, that's uh, Will Cronkite, who I didn't get into the fact that I never pronounced his name right all these years. Well, I didn't. I, that, that's okay. He probably has seen <laughs> that and heard that a lot. Yeah, I didn't mean to cough into the mic there, but I did put my hand over my face. Uh, well, we are a little bit behind, but we can get right back on schedule and uh, go to uh, um, our, our last break, come back. And well, actually, this isn't our last break. We got two after this. But anyway, all we got to do is do some results and point standings and uh, and chit chat a little bit. You're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. 
They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. All right, and we uh, got some word here from Deb that I've got Ronnie researching part of it. He, when he's ready, he'll come on with it about the NASCAR director that was uh, suspended. But I will go ahead and say that uh, Deb texts, if a charter team finishes among the bottom three charter teams in owner standings for three consecutive years, NASCAR has the right to remove the charter. So, uh, Ronnie, give me the high sign when you get the rest of that. We talked about Cup pretty much so far. Um, And it appears that um, going to... uh, the race tomorrow, which is the Hollywood Casino 400, and that's at 3 p.m. on NBCSN. That uh, I gave you the standings just now. Uh, it's Larson, Blaney, Hamlin, and Kyle Busch that are in. Elliot Keselowski, Truex, and Logano are out or are on the bubble. They're not out yet. One of them wins the race. They're in. And uh, if somebody like Kevin Harvick wins the race, that's going to throw it into a wacky mode because then they'll have to go to all these tiebreakers and stuff and uh and uh stage points and you know to see who gets the fourth spot it's not over no it's not over and uh i was against it but i tell you it's actually uh i guess it's turning out for the best this playoff racing i'm sitting here looking at your shirt and uh um with two minutes left to go in the ball game last week i turned it i said it's over and guess what they won. They won. They put. I think you got a new quarterback, don't you? Well, no. This is the guy. <laughs> now I'm gonna may get some of this wrong, but Zeb Nolan started the first two games. Right. Then he started the Georgia game and took them on scoring drives. I think the first two drives they got field goals, and then it showed a real good close up of some Georgia 400 pounder stepping on his hand, which right. sort of put him out for until last week. And uh, he's the graduate assistant. He played for Iowa State. Yeah, he came in as the graduate assistant coach. And they didn't even think about using him as quarterback. And then he uh, 
he played. He had played at Iowa State, and he transferred to was it South Dakota, or North Dakota, whichever one's the Bison that they make a real uh, point of pronouncing that correctly, Bison. But he played up there, and uh, right. they, that's the one that always wins the Double A or whatever championship. And uh, and so he's done real good. He's a good quarterback. Is what the bottom line yes. is, and well, because he, of COVID, ended up with an extra year of eligibility, and he's. Uh, Won the first two games for Carolina. Got his hand stepped on at Georgia when he was doing pretty good because Georgia's not giving up many points. And I think they may uh, be on their way to their biggest year ever, well, since 80 when they won the title. But uh, So he's going to get the chance to go at it tonight against Texas A&M, who beat Alabama a couple of weeks ago. So this, uh, But, yeah, last week they were dead in the water, and he took them straight down the field, and they scored. And uh, I, I had just texted my daughter, who was at the game. I said, you know, this this team sucks. They have no heart. They uh, half of them don't look like they care, and uh, but they put him in there and they won the game. And you know you got to beat Vanderbilt. I was kind of swapping it over between that and drag racing and seeing where drag racing made a big announcement. Did you see that? Uh, no, oh, Tony Stewart. Well, and, she and, and getting married. And guess what? He has done. He has bought her team and Matt Hagen's team from Don Schumacher. Schumacher, yeah. So uh, he'll be in, uh, he's getting his hands into a whole lot of different stuff now. Uh, we'll see if anything suffers because of it. Because, uh, you know, that's what we've sort of been talking about with Ware, although he's never been a top-notch team. But, uh, you know, uh, you can't spread yourself too thin. He's got the money and everything. So we'll, we'll see if he can handle it. Yep. You think he'll do a little straight lining or he's going to stay on the, with the wing sprint cars? himself okay, I, got think his... I, I think i found out what's going on <laughs> okay ronnie's got his hand up over here go ahead ronnie okay uh let me read you this comes from uh, sportsillustrated.com all right for online court documents fabian is being charged with two felony counts of cruelty to animal now this is jay fabian the uh director of nascar what i, I got his title here he's uh He's not Fabian the singer. This is NASCAR Cup Series director. All right, go ahead. Jay Fabian. An arrest warrant was issued on August the 20th, stating that the incident occurred on July 21st when Fabian allegedly did intentionally and with malice deprive his dog Jasper of all necessary sustenance in which to live, causing the animal to suffer unjustifiable pain, suffering, and death in a cruel and torturous manner. The dog died. Jasper died. The arrest warrant for other felony charge, for the other felony charge, according to the documents, Fabian states, it states Fabian did cause torment and unnecessary suffering, in parentheses, extreme dehydration, starvation, almost to the point of death of his dog. Aubrey, by malicious and cruel omission, of care and neglect. So yeah, our first thought was that it must be dog fighting or something, but that's not it. He starved his dog to death. Well, that's, that's worse. You know, I hope they string him up. If Allegedly. he did it, if he did it, if he did it, I hope they, I hope he gets everything he's got coming to him. How else can you not do it? Well, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, as long as it's not a done deal, I guess he's got, He's got avenues to get out of it. I'm sure he's well compensated as a 
sports director of NASCAR. But, and uh, this piece ends. This sucks. I mean, that's just terrible. With NASCAR takes the situation seriously and will continue to gather information as it becomes available. I mean, what kind of person could do that? I'm not going to get into that right here. But, you know, I, and I'm going to throw this out there because I think about this because I listen to Colin Cowherd. And I told you earlier, I, I don't, I'm not that crazy about him, but I listen to him every day. Uh, and he's always bad mouthing Baker Mayfield for what he did in college. And he got ran from the cops for something. And, uh, and he did danced on the logo when he was, you know, all, whatever he did, Colin Cowherd still holds it against him. But then again, every week he has Michael Vick on there and sucks up to him like he's, uh, you know, the greatest thing that ever happened. And I wouldn't give Michael Vick, uh, I wouldn't do anything to him if he was on fire. I mean, I just, I think he's about as low as it gets. So that's, that takes in my opinion of Michael Vick, Colin Cowherd, and Jay Fabian all in one fell swoop. I mean, I, and I can't wait to get on the couch with uh, Odie this afternoon with me laying in the floor and watching some football. So anyway, big dog lover. And, and we won't even go there, but Alan shared with us a few minutes ago, uh, he had a dog uh, incident this week that uh, could have turned out tragic, but it's going to be okay, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Long time. All right. That's good. Let's go to Xfinity real quick, then we'll take a break. Uh, not a good day for Jeremy again. This was at the uh, Andes Frozen Custard 335 at Texas, which was won by a non-driver that's not in the chase, which was uh, – once again, anybody that, that hops in Joe Gibbs' number 54 is probably going to win. And last week, it was John Hunter Nemechek. Daniel Hemrick was second. Noah Cracks in third. Justin Allgaier fourth. Austin Sendrick fifth. Uh, Almondinger, the points leader, was sixth. Justin Haley seventh. Harrison Burden eighth. Michael Annette ninth. And Brandon Jones tenth. You've got to go way back to find Jeremy, who uh, I think... From what I heard him say, if I'm not mistaken, he finished four laps behind in 29th. So he is uh, he is just having his worst races of the year in the playoffs. But he made the playoffs, so he's one of the top 12, and he'll finish in the top 12 no matter what he does. And we're still real proud of him. I Absolutely. Will look at, look. And listen, that number 54 last week was just the class of the field. I mean, he it was, it he, usually is. Hunter it, Nemechek is a good driver, don't get me wrong, but he was just driving around people. Well, he was class of the field, but they did put him at the rear end of the tail with uh, a limited laps, and they thought there's no way that they could get back up there. But then at last, caution come out, and mm-hmm. what, did, what did the crew chief do? Two right side tires, put him out, got him on the front row, and guess what? There he went. There he went again. Well, Greg Moore, Greg Moore has always said there's a time to do two tires and there's a time not to. That's a crew chief call. you got to hand it to the crew chief on that. Kinda. He pretty much put that car out front. All right. Looking at the standings, uh, Almondinger has a four-point lead over Austin Sendrick, so it's very much in doubt. Justin Allgaier is third. Noah Craxton fourth. Jeremy uh, Daniel Hemrick fifth. Justin Haley, 6th. Harrison Burton, 7th. Brandon Jones, 8th. Jeb Burton, 9th. Matt Miat Snyder, 10th. Riley Herbst is 11th. And Jeremy Clements is 12th. He is 10 points behind Riley Herbst, so he's fairly close to 11th. And he's 34 points behind Miat Snyder. So he's got a few races here, a couple to, to, to still sneak into the top um, 
10 in points, but he can't finish any worse than 12th. Jeremy, we're real proud of you. We'll be watching Absolutely. you today in the uh, Kansas Lottery 300 at 3 o'clock, uh, and that's on NBC. They got the big big network for that one. Let's take our last break and come back and take this thing to the checkered flag. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle the Nissan Road, $299 a month. New Nissan Versa, $269 a month. Lease them up in a Nissan Kicks, $239 a month. Roomy Nissan Sentra, $199 a month. And Nissan Murano, $199 a month. Plus, 0% financing is available. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on-the-go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Valid when product served. We're back to start me up with the last uh, segment here. Let's go to the trucks. They haven't run, as Deb pointed out, since Martin, since uh, Talladega. But they will run next Saturday at Martinsville for the United Rentals 200. That will be at 1 p.m. on FS1. Speaking of John, Neem- uh, John Hunter Nemechek, he is leading the points by one point. Over Ben Rhodes. Wow. So they're going to be slamming and banging at Martinsville, and I think they've only got two races left. So uh, they're going for it. Ben Rhodes is second. Matt Crafton is 26 points back in third, so I guess he does have some kind of a shot, as does Sheldon Creed in fourth, 31 points back. Stuart Friesen, the Canadian, is fifth. 
Sixth is Chandler Smith. Seventh, Hart Carson Hosevar, which if he hadn't faked that spin out at uh, wherever that was a few weeks ago, he'd be in a whole lot better shape. Richmond, maybe, wherever it was. Uh, Zane Smith is eighth. Todd Gillen is ninth. And Austin Hill is tenth. And like I said, they will run uh, um, next at Martinsville. Let me back up here for just a second. Uh, I'm going to go all the way back to Cup because I do have the starting line up here that I neglected to mention. Kyle Larson's on the pole. Blaney is second. Keselowski is third. Kyle Busch fourth. Third row is Elliott and Hamlin. The fourth row is Truex Logano. And fifth is the fifth row is Byron and Bell. So uh, 40-car field starting 40th is Parker Klingerman. And I like Parker. He does a good job pitting pit road reporting, and he's a sporty-car driver. And as for Xfinity, they had their lineup set, and on the pole is Daniel Hemrick uh, inside of Austin Sendrick, and they're just a couple of points apart. Maybe not exactly two, but uh, it's real close. Second row, Allgaier and Cragson. Third row, Almondinger and Haley. Fourth is Harrison Burton and Michael Annette. And fifth row is Brandon Jones and Ty Gibbs. You've got to go all the way down to 19th to find Jeremy Clements. So, uh, you know, 400 laps, I mean 400 miles. So he's got a, uh, he's got a, a lot of chance to catch up and have a, and have a good race and, and really finish strong these last three races, and let's hope he does. ARCA, they have one race left, and that is tonight at Kansas. That will be the Reese's 150 on MAV-TV. If you get tired of watching South Carolina get blown out, you can move over there and watch. Uh, well, they won't be blown out yet. It starts at 7 o'clock, the ARCA race. Ty Gibbs is the point leader. And actually, there's a, there might be some one-finger salutes in this one because Corey Heim is second, and he's 34 points behind. And they've won the majority of the races in ARCA this year. But this, uh, this will be at Kansas, which is a pretty fast track. And it's on TV tonight under the lights. Nick Sanchez is third. Thad Moffat is fourth. Brad Smith is fifth. D.L. Wilson is sixth. Taylor Gray, seventh. Drew Dollar, eighth. Jesse Love, ninth. And Kyle Siege is tenth. IndyCar said this for the last month now. They have finished their season, and they will um, start again at St. Petersburg, and I think that's next March or February. I've got it over here, as a matter of fact, somewhere. Uh, Alex Blue was a champion there. And he won the championship for Chip Ganassi. Ganassi, Formula One, Alan. There you go. There you go. Sunday at Coda, the Circuit of the Americas, at one thirty will be the Aramco U.S. Grand Prix. I don't know what an Aramco is, but it makes me think of guardrails. <laughs> Was that Armco or something? Anyway, whatever an Aramco is, they sponsor it. Max Verstappen is the point leader, and he's got a six-point lead over Lewis Hamilton. And they don't like each other. And I expect one of them, one of these days, is going to slap the other one across the face with his driving gloves, and there'll be some a duel at sunset. Well, I don't think in bulls. If you look down, they're not too big anyway. But they, so they, they'd be a lightweight fight. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't think a heavy, tiny lung can't get in they, one of these cars. They might, they might let their uh, uh, PR people fight. Well, you know, each one. And that called your. And that your second. Get your seconds out there. Yeah. Well, that's, they might let them fight for them. That's not too good of a gig being a second. I mean, uh, he, they don't even, they're not even, uh, they don't even have the grudge. Third place <laughs> in points is Valtteri Bottas, and he's 86 points out 
and so you can forget him. Lando Norris is fourth. Sergio Perez is fifth. And these guys still have, after tomorrow, they still have races at Mexico City on November 7th, Brazil at Interlagos on November the 14th, the Qatar, I think they call that Cutter, don't they? Cutter. Cutter. That's on uh, November 21st, the Grand Prix down there. The Jetta, not Jada, the Jetta Grand Prix in Saudi Arabia is, uh, I don't know what, well, it'd be in Jetta. You know, I went to Saudi Arabia with a president, with a um, director of the Treasury, Secretary of the Treasury, uh, Reagan, not Reagan, but it was during Reagan's, uh, we went to uh, Saudi Arabia, and if I'm not mistaken, on all the hotel rooms and everything, on the nightstand, they got an arrow pointing towards uh, Mecca. Mecca. That's right. I was thinking it was Jeddah. Okay. Well, it's pointing towards Mecca. So you know how, you know, where to get down and kneel and everything. Right. And it's, uh, they're uh, very serious over there. So that's December the 5th is the Jeddah Grand Prix. That's and Jeddah, then, not Jedi. No. No, it's nothing to do with Star Wars. Although the cars look like they belong there. And, uh, the 22nd race, that's a long season. We'll be long off the air by then, is the Abu Dhabi Etihad <laughs> Airways Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. And that's I, I know that's for you to say. Well, it's and in the United Arab Emirates. I know that much. And please watch that race. And just look at the racetrack, how smooth it is. Oh, yeah. The walkways that they got from the big, uh, I call them ships and stuff. But these guys call them their boats. Yeah, and I mean they got, <laughs> yeah. they got a walkway. It goes up to a private suite and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, you're talking I about mean, the private ships. Uh, and the, we we sitting here talking about just about money's no object here. My wife and I we used to walk down the the marina there at Daytona at uh, Miami when we lived there, and especially on the week of the Grand Prix. I mean, you talk about some yachts. I mean, they are they are ships, and mm-hmm. they got helicopters on them. Lots of them have helicopters. Uh, you know, you see some guy towing his motor home down the road, and he's got a uh, a Yugo or something he's towing, so he can drive around once he gets to the track or wherever. But these guys got helicopters, you know, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna helicopter to the Bojangles or something, not a not take the Yugo. Okay, the big one I'm waiting on is. Uh, November 13th at Road Atlanta, the Motul Petit Le Mans, and that's for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I cannot wait. Uh, I hate it that that race will actually be underway or getting underway during our show that day, and it's going to be, I guess, all the way around to next year if we have a next year before we can announce who won it. <laughs> but uh, the that race is going to be the decider. It's the last race of the year. Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani and the Whalen Engineering Cadillac is 19 points behind Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque, who I think are also in a Cadillac. Um, and I can tell you, and I remember watching that race in Texas with with, uh, with Adam last year, it, it looked like the final lap at Cherokee. I mean, they were beating and banging, and it came down to the very end, and I'm pretty sure that's the way it'll be uh, – November 13th. I wanted to go down there with my brother, but it, it'd be a long day, and I, I missed this show. Uh, I guess we could have done it on Sunday, but Greg had already lined up uh, 
Mike Helton for the last show. So it was just too much, and it's just not going to happen. But I will watch every lap of it. I think it's a, it's a 12-hour race. It may be 10, but I think it's 12. It goes from 10 to 10. If I'm not mistaken, Mike, if you're listening, correct me. And uh, um, all of it is on TV at one place or another between the different NBC platforms. I think it may start on NBC and go to NBCSN and maybe even NBC Gold. I don't know. But we'll I'll have it down pat for you by the time they do it. TV this weekend, there is some stuff. Get, now, what in the world is this? At 1 o'clock today on, uh, it's a live stream. All it says is a live stream. I guess you might have to search it. But it's called, it's at 1 o'clock to 6, the Indy Autonomous Challenge. And it says, a $1.5 million prize competition among universities to program Delara AV21 race cars and compete in the world's first autonomous race car event at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Does that, I mean, are we talking about remote control cars here? Is that what this is? Uh, it sounds like uh, computer controlled. Yeah. Autonomous. Okay. That means that no one, no person is controlling it. It's being controlled by a computer. Well, the streaming channels here, it has at the end of my list, it's got ESPN3.com. Fox Sports Go, IMSA TV, NASCAR.com slash live, ABC Sports app, NBC Sports Gold, NBC Sports Live, and Peacock. So I guess it's if you a lot Google, of places. but I mean, I don't really know what this is, but it's, it's an indie and it's got to be. Sounds like driverless cars. <laughs> well, they have those anyway. They have a lot of driverless cars <laughs> at, at a lot of these tracks. Uh, okay, so that's at 1 o'clock if you're interested. Then at uh, 155 live on uh, ESPN3 is Formula One practice from Coda. At 245 is the uh, Xfinity race, and that's it from Kansas on ESP. I'm sorry, on NBC, the main network. Um, then at 455 is Formula One qualifying, and that's on ESPN News from Coda. And then at 7 o'clock, as I mentioned, on MAV-TV will be the ARCA final race of the season, which could be a good one between uh, Gibbs and Heim, and that's at Kansas. Tomorrow we have uh, at 1.30 the Formula One race, and that's on ABC from Coda. I guarantee you that could have some fireworks in it. Uh, half an hour later, I'm sorry, an hour and a half later at 3 o'clock will be the NASCAR Cup race from Kansas, and that will be on NBCSN. And uh, looking on down the line here, I do have October the 30th circled, and I can tell you that the truck race will be on next Saturday at 1 o'clock from Martinsville on FS1. They are all on FS1. And if I can look on down a little further here, I even got before it got cut off by my computer printer, uh, it looks like the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship from Road Atlanta all I've got here is from 12 to 3 live on NBC and from 3 to 10.30 live on NBCSN. It cut off the uh, beginning, but I believe that may be on e, uh, uh, NBCSN as well, which would probably be from 10 to 12. So, and then looking way around the corner, as uh, Alan likes to do, on um, Sunday, February the 27th, as NBC has the IndyCar opener at St. Petersburg. 
So that just about wraps all the racing up I've got to talk about. We have three and a half minutes. Ronnie? Well, don't mean to catch you off guard, but talk. No, that's okay. You're a radio man. Listen, if uh, if you have Hulu on your television, I would like to invite you to watch uh, a limited series that Michael Keaton stars in called Dope Sick. It's about the Oxycontin deal that uh, Purdue Pharma came up with the medication and the shenanigans that went on that made it become the number one drug problem in the country. And Michael Keaton's a fantastic actor. He is. I watched him last night in Beetlejuice. And, I mean, that was a fantastic performance. Yeah. But that sounds really good now. What, what kind of, is he like a fed or a... No, he actually plays play, uh, plays a small-town doctor okay. in West Virginia, one of the targeted communities that uh, Purdue Pharma... Uh, test cased okay. this this uh, drug to see if it was going to be as big a moneymaker as they hoped it would. And, and it was. It, it was, and it, it's kind of a show that will really make you mad, but it's one that I think everybody needs to see. And that's on Hulu? Hulu. And I guess you could catch up with, uh, yeah. if you uh, wanted to uh, binge. Yes, yeah, well, it's been on for about six weeks now. Okay. And so you can get most of the episodes, but they're dropping one episode a week, and I'm not sure how many are left. Okay. Well, you can watch all of them, I'm sure, somehow. Alan, well, minute and a half. Perry, I want you to research something for me. Going back to the Formula One cars. Okay. You see them come out of the garage here. Their tires look like they got a glass sheen to them. Okay. I want to know if that's some kind of, a, some kind of like elastic or something like that. To hold the chemicals, the softness back into the tire mm. until it is ready to come out there, and then it wears off within the first, say, hundred yards of the, and then it gets down because, like we was talking about before, uh, Lewis Hamilton said that uh, tires really don't come into about seven or eight laps into the deal of getting their prime performance out of them. But check that out for me. I'll see what I can do, and I can tell you that, uh, um, of course, tires are. Probably, I've heard a lot of people say it's the most important part of the car because it gets the power to the track. But, uh, you know, they even more than any cars, they've got three tires to choose from, three right. different compounds. And, of course, if it's raining, that, that's a no-brainer. But uh, they've, uh, I don't know if they have to start on one and can change. Soft, medium, and hard. And yeah. And they got to run in certain amount of laps and stuff now, like is that. Now, is it soft, medium, hard, and rain? Uh, yes. Okay. I think it is. So, actually, they got four compounds. Yeah. All right. All I know is a, a, a rain tire doesn't last long on a dry track. They will actually qualify. Whenever they qualify, you watch them come out. Well, you can watch them qualify today. I just mentioned it a little earlier. Uh, I think it's about 1 o'clock this afternoon. But that's going to do it for this week. We uh, are going to come back next week and... Tell you about what happened and what's going to happen as we wind down. Uh, Natalie, you better get a table ready. I think there's a bunch of us on the way today. (laughs) And uh, before next week, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. 
Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. We are. 